Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. As a single mum leaving college, my next guest, Stephanie Taylor, tried to work whilst raising her baby boy. With little money, Stephanie caught the property bug and with her sister, Nikki, built a multi-million pound property portfolio and an award-winning property management and development company, as well as inspiring thousands of non-traditional investors to get invested and started on the property ladder. As well as being an author and podcaster, I'm somewhat intimidated to be in her presence, Stephanie is setting up an accommodation and education trust to help people who struggle to find beautiful, affordable homes, just as she did as a teenage mum on benefits. Stephanie Taylor, what can I say? Welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. It's an absolute delight to have you with us. Well, it's wonderful to be with you. Uh, Thanks for inviting me. And I have to say, tenuous though some of them are, you and I have probably more in common than any one of my previous guests, Stephanie. And there Uh, have been a lot of previous guests. There have been, well over 200. Uh, But yes, as I said, some of them might be tenuous, but uh, we've definitely got a lot in common. We'll explore that as we have a little chat today on the podcast. So um, this is a pretty extraordinary story, Um, not least the fact that, you know, in the kind of, I won't describe it as a dead-end job, but you had the kind of the, the stereotypical nine to five job in a bank. And then there was a there was a kind of a life event that brought a lot of things into focus. Maybe if you could just start just prior to that, the, the job in the bank, and then take us on the journey, that process that you went through to transition to the business you now run with Nikki, uh, and kind of tell us in the process a little bit about Stephanie Taylor's CV. Yeah, well, it's it's... It's so funny, Sandro, because I didn't ever anticipate that I would have businesses or be in property or be speaking to you on the podcast. Um, but what happened was I was I was working at a bank as a financial contractor in financial service, and I thought I was just the thing. And I'd come a long way from those days counting out the pennies and pence, um, you know, in the supermarket, trying to make sure it, it all went um, far enough. And I really felt I'd found my feet, landed in a, a good place and found a decent career. Um, but it wasn't like it is for many people, a, a, an absolutely good fit. And But what made me rethink it was that my mum got ill and she called me up one morning and it's the sort of phone call that many of us have all the time. I'm sure perhaps we'd had phone calls like this before, but I remember this one particularly because a mum doesn't normally call me in the mornings and she called me in the morning. I was getting ready for work. And at the time I was living in Bristol on the harbour side, had a lovely flat there. And my work was a walking distance. So and it was a lovely sunny day. And I would just walk into work less than 10 minutes in the Millennium Square. I worked in that, that Lloyd's Bank right there. And um, she called me and I was in a hurry to get off the phone and she was just reaching out uh, for a bit of reassurance I think 
I didn't actually think of all this at the time. I was just thinking, oh, I'm doing a presentation today. Oh, I can't be late. Oh, I hope this doesn't seem very important. <laughs> um, and I was trying to get off the phone, which I did do, but not before. Mum started apologising for calling. And um, but I was somewhat distracted. I did not pay it any attention. So I went into work and I did my presentation and it all went very well. And in the afternoon, I was sitting um, at my desk, which overlooked the harbour as well. And I was just patting myself on the back and thinking to myself how clever I was and re recalling remarks that my manager had made positive. And that's when it came to me, oh, mom. And then I imagined her waking up in the morning, you know, feeling a bit low, needing a bit of reinsurance and calling me up and getting short shrift basically and not feeling very good and I just thought really there were two things I thought one was the bank will be absolutely fine without me but I'd chosen to make them my priority and my mum wouldn't and that really I could have gone to Birmingham that day or I could have been more flexible with what I did and it, it just that was the day it hit me kind of with a physicality, like a punch in the belly. And I thought I need to work out how to do something else. But I felt very nervous about, and very doubtful of my ability to be able to create the same income I was creating in my job in a business. Wow. And it, it all happened just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, I had that idea and I had this change, but then I started thinking, well, what can I do? I thought I thought it was mysterious how businesses work and what business people do. And I didn't have those skills or knowledge or contacts. And um, but then I thought property might be an answer because a lot of normal people, uh, as I thought of it, um, accidentally um, can do well with property and then not need to work necessarily or be more flexible with how they work. The reason I was particularly excited to have you on the podcast today, uh, Stephanie, is because there's a lot of people that, that write to us regularly from all around the world, and they are sitting in their metaphorical bank right now, patting themselves on the back, feeling good about life. You know, the, the money that comes in from the job pays the bills and, you know, one day leads into another and life goes by in the blink of an eye. And they kind of know that there needs to be a bit more than this, but it's very difficult to find the courage and conviction to get up out of that, that seat in life and to go do something positive. So the reason I'm particularly excited to talk to you is that you, you start from the seat rather than talking to us today about somebody who, you know, 25 years ago achieved, you know, greatness and, and, and now just kind of, uh, as you mentioned before, counting the pennies every single day. Um, but you made a conscious decision when all was comfortable, logic said, stay where you are, Stephanie, and, you know, keep the job until you retire and then retire on the bank's pension. But you did something for reasons that were other than financial, though, of course, as you as you rightly said, you were trying to find a way to replace that income. So how did you kind of start? I know that's a very, very open question. Did you kind of call up your sister and say, got this really good idea? Um, I, I know nothing about business, but I kind of would like to start and do something rather than just work in the bank nine to five. How, how did that whole process begin? Yeah, well, 
I just sort of opened the door of possibility. So first of all, it was only a jar. I just realized there's something else and possibly I could do something else. And I started attending the uh, property networking events and different people were talking about what they were doing in property. And some of it just blew my mind because although they had the things that are costing hundreds of thousands or more pounds to do big developments and so on, there were people who were doing things where they just had ordinary savings as I might call them to start off with. They weren't starting from this huge pot of money and uh, they were starting from a very similar place to me and they'd achieved good success. And I thought, ah, oh, that's how I can do it. And that, that I heard about that. And that's when I determined without any evidence to support me that I could do it because what they were doing or one of the things that people were doing that I could see is they were managing other people's property. So instead of buy to let, where you need more money to buy the properties and do them up, and then you maybe make 200 or 300 pounds a month cash flow. So you need a lot of money, therefore, to gradually replace your income. You can rent the properties and then rent them out again. So rent to rent instead of buy to let. And the investment needed is much lower, but because it's a lower um, a bar of entry, there are a lot of people in that world who don't do it very well. And so I thought, wow, I could do this and I could just add care. And so I would rent the houses, really carefully make them look nice, look after the owners of the property. So guaranteed rent, they would want it for the guaranteed rent and freedom from tenant management. And for the tenants, it would be beautiful, affordable homes. And for me, it's that cash flow with a lower investment than I would otherwise need. Wow. Um, you will talk about rent to rent success uh, and, and the book and, and the podcast and the masterclass. Uh, I hope this doesn't embarrass you, but you know, I know you've been voted inspirational person of the year 2021 by potential uh, unlocked with David Hall and Les Brown. And there's lots of other accolades. The other thing that I'm going to draw to people's attention when they look you up, as I'm sure they will, is that when you go on to check out Stephanie Taylor and Nikki Taylor, and you look at the, the business that you're running, you tell this story, uh, this, the story of your successful journey. And the words I that jump out the page at me, Stephanie, are the words passion, vision. You talk about proper life as well. Um, just before we talk about, you know, dissect what you're doing and talk about each one in turn, tell us a little bit about this kind of zest for life and, and what's important to you in terms of what underpins what you're, what you're now doing in business. Wow, that that absolutely gave me goosebumps when you said that, Sandra, because not only obviously you had read up and, and done some research before before today, but also that I do now have a zest for life. And uh, this this moment with my mum was was six years ago. And at the time I was 45. And that was another reason. I just had got to this place where although I've been afraid of life for so long, I knew that now was the time that they didn't feel like I had, I, I wanted to, to, to take action. And I do feel that in the last six years, since I've done all this scary stuff, that I have been more excited about life and um, life has become more interesting. 
And so my vision, my vision really is to help other people, um, I suppose a bit like you're doing, inspire them to take action as well, because we all have so much more in us than we think. And many of us have that little spark there, like I had obviously done and not, not even given it a moment's thought. But um, we all have so much more potential than we think. And as Les Brown says, now that you mentioned him, you don't want to die with those dreams within you. You want to uh, realize all the potential that you can. And my goodness, it's so much more fun living life that way as well. Yeah. And, and to put people out their misery, the Les Brown, there's a tenuous connection there, the Bristol, the Birmingham, uh, and, and a number of others besides. So I just want to, to circle back to what I mentioned earlier in case people were wondering. Um, so the, the business, uh, the book, tell us about the book. I mean, I, I always salute people who get around to writing a book because I know thousands of people who talk about writing one, but you actually sat down and did it. So how did that come about? And tell us about, about the book. Yeah, well, um, we we had our, our business, HMO Heaven, it's called, where we were managing other people's properties. That's how it all started. And people were saying, well, oh, well, I know that you were at the bank. What are you doing? How's it working? How did you do it? And then we started, or I started creating videos and letting people know this is what you do. This is how you can do it. And this is the ethical way to do it. We were very keen that um, it was to help people to do things the right way, basically with the right intention. Um, because it's not just about money. Money obviously does arise from business, but it's about delivering value um, and being being valuable to people. And then there's that exchange. Um, so because of all that, and putting out that information, eventually we wanted to put it into a book format. We we did start mentoring people in small groups, but in the book format, anybody can anybody can access it. And we really wanted to put our take on it out there. And we did it in the lockdown, I wrote it. Did you? Well done. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's what I'm doing. Um <laughs> So we've so we've got the book, we've got um, HMO Heaven, we've got the, the, the you know the business, um, and then the podcast. I mean, uh, you really are kind of casting your net as wide as possible in an attempt to help as many people. And I guess you know the obvious question is why why help other people? Why not just focus on your on yourselves? And that's not a trick question. It's not intended to be rhetorical. Um, you know why help so many other people? It, was it just because? You saw the opportunity for yourselves and you thought, well, we need to we need to remove some ignorance or, or was it is it something more than that? I think it is. Uh, I just I think because of my history and having living a, such a small life and having so much shame and so much um, not feeling good enough and not feeling worthy and not feeling that uh, options were available to me and feeling satisfied with very little. Um that I know a lot of other people are uh, like that. And sometimes when they see me speak, they think, oh, I was so glad to see somebody like me, or I had my son when I was young as well, or I've had this difficult struggle, or my mom was ill as well. And um, and they, they see that if somebody as flawed as me can do it, or if somebody who didn't have the skills, or you know, up until the age of 45 was just working in a job, um, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but has then gone on to have several successful businesses and, and a property portfolio, they can see, oh, I could do that as well if I wanted to. And so I enjoy and I feel driven to do that. I think some people just 
have that drive inside them. It's uh, not explainable. Well, I have to say you're being very modest, Stephanie, um, saying, you know, uh the, the the little you the 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 person that um uh you know was quite normal to use the word that you mentioned earlier on i mean i think you've done extraordinary things and i'm sure everyone listening would would agree with that i i don't want to i don't want to appear in any way uh sexist but there are a lot of women out there for example who you have inspired to get on the property ladder to make something of themselves to become entrepreneurial um and this isn't, by the way, about women or men. I'm, I'm just focusing on this because I know that you resonate with a lot of women out there that now feel empowered as a result of what you've helped them to achieve. Um, what typically has held women back in particular from investing in the past? Is it a stigma? Is it something more than that? I think it's not knowing not knowing that it's available to them, thinking that they need things they don't have, like thinking, oh, I need more money. I need more um, information or uh, putting bar barriers in front of themselves because they can't see other people doing it. Maybe the idea of managing all the contractors on developments and so on puts people off as well it might <laughs> because it's it's not always easy. But few things in life in life are easy, and I think so. It's a good point um, that you mentioned there, Sandro. It, it, we do inspire women, and we have had many more women I think who come to work with us than might go to a man, and also listeners won't be able to see this but I'm a black woman and I my parents are from Jamaica originally and again a few black people own their own properties or invest in properties or invest in general so again we've inspired lots of people lots of lots of black people to get started in property or or in investing a very um eloquent uh exceptionally well presented clearly very bright um lady if i may say and somebody definitely does not look her age <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure so on on that basis um given given all of those accolades i've just thrown at you um with with good reason too and 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 sincerely meant what are the kind of the three steps to success in your opinion you know and maybe that's a bit of an unfair question because there may be more or there may be less but when people come to you and say so like, how do I get started? Where, where does it all begin? And like, what am I looking to achieve? What do you what do you say to them? OK, well, let's say that somebody's goal is to build a, a small property portfolio that they might want to leave to a, another family member. So the first part would be really where do you want to go and, and why? And so we'd work that out. But let's say we have worked that out. Um, the first step is they need to start if they're not already saving and investing money regularly. So whatever point they're at, um, they may already have savings. They may already have a pension, in which case we'll just talk about how they want to continue to grow that more intentionally. So that's the first point. The second point is how could they earn more if they, if they wish to do so? Not everybody will want to do so, but many people do. And it's just that often we don't bring intentionality to it. We just think, oh, I'm in this job and that means I get this salary and I'm on this salary range and I can't get a job increase. Well, there's lots of other ways to attract uh, additional money. So I like to say invest first, um, think about how you can make more income and then you can think about property. Now, property will not be the right thing for everybody. Um, stocks and shares investing can be, 
uh, useful for everyone because uh, no time and in investing in funds and so on. But I don't want to skate onto your um, areas of expertise because that's not my, my area of expertise. But when people come to me, they're usually coming for specific mentorship about how to run a property management business, uh, a rent to rent business and make money from properties they don't own the ethical way. So they come to me for that specific thing. But with my family, friends, acquaintances who come to me and say, uh, I want to build a property portfolio or I want to do something more, then that's what I teach them. And my son, Alex, I'm so delighted uh, for, for him and it gives me so much happiness because he's he's bought his own property with his own money and so on. He was very keen to sort of do it himself. And he um, he's also started investing in stocks and shares in um, in funds and, you know, we've worked out, you know, if he keeps investing a certain amount and builds it up, that obviously with compound interest, it's so lovely for the young, younger ones, because they will definitely uh, go into seven figures, although we, we all know that that's not worth as much as it used to be. But even so, it's significant and more than many people are able to do within their lifetime. Yeah. And and so the masterclasses you run now, um, you know, you're helping people on a on a much larger scale. Tell us about the masterclasses and how they work and how people kind of get involved in those. Yeah. So basically uh, our masterclasses are if people want to make money from properties they don't own and do so in an ethical way. We've got the seven. Sorry, <laughs> we've got the six step rent to rent success system. And the masterclass talks people through so they can understand exactly what's involved and see, is this something that's for me? And actually, I will create this. So they, they'll be able to go after the show to rent to rent success dot com slash Sandro and get a free copy of the book. Wow, you're the first guest that's ever ever done that. We normally have to buy them and give them away, which we which we will still do, Stephanie. We will still make a few available to guests in our lucky prize draws. But that is extraordinarily generous of you. Um, and, we, and we will make mention of that before the end of the podcast today. But that is very kind of you. And I don't think, well, I can honestly say that no guest has ever created a, a website address for, with forward slash Sandro at the end of it um, in recognition of their appearance on the podcast. So I do thank you for an all-time first. I feel very humbled, uh, Stephanie. What what on earth is next for Stephanie Taylor and her sister Nikki? Because, I mean, you don't strike me as the sort of lady that's going to sit in that metaphorical chair for too much longer. No. Well, it's been so much fun, Sandro. And uh, you, you talk about growing businesses. And so we had the property management business, a bit like a letting agency, and we've got a small team in there. And so I'm only in that business now, half a day a week. And then I run the other, the training mentorship business. And we also have a development company where we're buying properties, blocks of flats and, you know, making them nice and renting them out. So our, we've got a few different aims, but one of them is to build up that portfolio and to create that education and accommodation trust, excuse me, for people who struggle to get these lovely homes. Um, so that will live on beyond us. And, you know, initially my son, but then other people will will be able to manage that. that, that. And the other exciting thing that we do is so much of this, as you know, is to do with mindset and that I always had the potential to do what we're now doing, 
but only I didn't have the the thoughts that allowed me to do it. I didn't have the beliefs. And so Nikki and I both came certified coaches, life coaches, because we achieve so much change through coaching. And, and so we also have another business called Blow Up Your Life, where we coach women over 40, how to work out what they really want to achieve and how to blow up their lives over 40. Wow, there is no end to your talent. I, I can only conclude that you're a lady or ladies with a very low boredom threshold because uh, you, you're constantly on the move. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, all credit to everything you're achieving uh, and will continue to achieve, uh, no doubt. There, there have been some setbacks along the way, I think it would be fair to say. Um, you know, the realisation that, you know, the job you were in was preventing you from being present in your in your life, if, it, if it's fair to say that. And, and I'm sure that everything you've done on your successful journey has not been plain sailing. How, how does Stephanie Taylor deal with the odd setback every now and again, to whatever extent uh, that setback occurs and in whatever form it, it occurs? How do you deal with those moments where it doesn't go quite the way you expect it to. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's so many, there's so many setbacks. And I used to really um, feel them emotionally and feel drained or feel that people are trying to hurt me. Um, you know, even simple, small things like a tenant um, really going a bit crazy or screaming in my face or something um, really used to impact me. Um, but what I found over the years is that nobody's trying to hurt you. <laughs> Most people are just trying to do the best with what they've got. And sometimes the, what they've got is not very good and they're not having a nice time in life. And that can cause, you know, impact to me. But the, the biggest thing I found is that I get to decide um, I'm in a lucky place that, you know, I do have these mind tools now. I get to decide how I, how I think about things. And that obviously helps me to feel better about things. One of the loveliest things that I heard was about the level of the problems, level one problems up to level 10 problems. And when you first start out in business, a lot of the, a lot of the ordinary and everyday challenges seem like a level 10 problem. But the further on you go, the more you can deal with bigger problems. And so how I think about problems, and maybe I'll be able to come up with an example, how I think about problems is that I know that we will be able to deal with any problem that we're given because we're at that level to have that level of problem and that other people have already answered this problem. There are some people for whom this isn't even a problem. It's easy. It's an everyday occurrence. And so um, that gives me um, the insight to be able to know that there are people that I can ask for answers and I can also ask my inner wisdom and just have faith that I will be able to um, get through any problem. And I can give you an example of some of the problems that, we, that we've had. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people out there clinging to their laptops going, go on, Stephanie, uh, let us know we're not in this alone, that we all have the same problems. Yeah, well, some, some of the, the things people say sometimes, oh, you're so lucky, you know, you've got this portfolio of properties. And if we're going around doing a before and after, we'll be showing what it was like before and then how amazing it looks now. And uh, they say, oh, you're so lucky. But in one development that we had, um, it was it was a commercial property to start off with and we are converting it into four flats. And we had a terrible time with um, the builders, not that they're bad people, but 
they weren't they weren't as good as we needed. Let's put it like that. Um, the um, the coronavirus, because we were doing it during the coronavirus, a lot of the things were not available. Uh, so this job that should have taken a few months took almost a year to complete with various uh, highs and lows, twists and turns, um, things that were, we were just completing and having all the checklists done and the, the building regs person out. And then we find that there's no vent in the hall and a door's got to be you know, taken out, which is just awful at the end of a project where everything's been built to specification uh, to have to redo things. Um, but, uh, but each of these happen. And I just know that we'll be able to sort it out. And the, the one of that we've got at the moment is the refinances delayed because of all the things that I've just said. Um, but we, we just work out, we know that we can do it. We just have to work out the how, and that's how I deal with, with all the problems. You, you do strike me, if you don't mind me saying this, Stephanie, as someone who's very emotionally in control. You seem very, I lay back's a bit of a throwaway word, but you feel you you come across as very in control very sanguine very kind of philosophical um maybe that's experience i you know i don't know um but maybe that does help you to deal with some of the the challenges that life throws at you um it would be completely remiss of me to let you go today without asking you to repeat uh how we can find out more about you so if you would mention the book uh, the, the masterclass, the website, social media, anything and everything you can think of, because there will be lots of people who will be getting in touch, I'm sure. Oh, thanks, Andrew. Well, we do have, um, as I say, a free copy of the book for you if you're interested in the Rent to Rent. So that's renttorentsuccess.com slash Sandro. And then everything else you can find at that website, renttorentsuccess.com. And we also have our property management site, which is hmoheaven.co.uk. Fantastic. And on social media, do we find Stephanie Taylor? Do you do you just under the guise of rent to rent success and HMO? I'm 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 on Instagram uh, at Stephanie T Property. Well, well done. Because as two people of a similar age, somebody had to drag me screaming into the world of social media. So. Um, so I feel your pain of having to manage a social media account, Stephanie. Uh, but it, it's been fantastic talking to you. I have to ask you the one question that we ask all our guests. Uh, let's imagine that Alex trots in one day and he says, Mum, look, you know, I've, I've sat there and I've watched you do all these incredible things and you're a spectacular person and it's incredible. You've dealt with the highs and the lows and the successes and the failures and trials and tribulations. But if there were just one rule that I should live my life by moving forward, and I'm sure you've got lots to share with me and you've shared so much with us today on the podcast, Stephanie, and we thank you for that. But if there was just one rule that kind of, I don't know, transcended every other rule for life, what success in life and business, what would it be? So my mantra for life is believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer. And believe bigger is just really about listening to your own internal spark, seeing what your true desires are, because each of us gets our desires for a reason. These are the things that we're meant to fulfill. And the thing that stops us is not believing it's possible. So that's believe bigger. And be bolder is that as soon as we do this, we get afraid 
of not only our own self-criticism, but the criticism of friends, colleagues, family, who will not like what we're talking about. So it's just having the boldness to be fully present in your life and achieve your full potential. And then be a game changer is as you create more abundance and success in your life, um, you get the gift of being a game changer in your own personal life, in your family's life, in your community and in our world. And it's a privilege for us all to be able to give. What a beautiful way to finish the podcast. That was very, very eloquently stated. And thank you. I mean, you shared an awful lot in relatively short period of time. I wish we could go on talking to you for some more. And maybe, who knows, if you've got the time for us, we'll we'll have you back on and we'll talk about uh, your your life and your career and your success and all the things you're achieving in some more detail. But for, for now, unfortunately, time is against us. I just have to end by thanking you really sincerely, Stephanie, for, for sharing so much with us today. Really is, you really are an inspiration, not just to women, but to anybody looking to get onto the property ladder, to achieve something for themselves. And I think most importantly, as you say, to be present in life, to uh, to have that kind of balance and to recognize that there's more than just us that that we need to um that we need to take into consideration. And, and I have to say, you are um you represent all those great things that I think so many people aspire to be. And there will be a lot of people out there um, that will be really motivated and driven to achieve what you have by listening to you today. So thank you. Thank you, Sandro. It's been lovely to join you today. And I have to say thank you to all of you, because without you, um, there would be no Sandro Forte podcast. So I do want to thank you sincerely from all around the world for, for tuning in once again. Do continue to pass on our details to friends and family and anyone you think might be interested in learning from really inspirational guests like Stephanie Taylor. Each week, remember, we've got a new guest joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast to share their own insights into achieving success or overcoming life's challenges. Please make sure you subscribe. You know the drill by now. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. It's at Sandro's podcast, a little less in the, in the middle. And if you've got an email for us, a question for either ourselves or for Stephanie, you can, of course, now connect with Stephanie Direct if you want to. It's hello at sandrospodcast.com. And don't forget me. Do connect with me at Sandro Forte on Twitter and the real Sandro Forte on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you once again to Stephanie Taylor. Along may she continue to do some amazing things. That's to her and to her sister, Nikki. To all of you for listening from all around the world. Goodbye from now. We'll see you this time next week. <laughs>